Good evening, everyone. Let's do this. Jen, how's it going? Good. Hi, everybody. We are here on Colin. Yeah, we're back. For after a few weeks hiatus because we had things and stuff to do. Yeah, we did a couple of uh, of streams, test out streams, uh, which which went well, except for the second one. I mean, they're both on on our YouTube uh, channel, Ambitious Crossover Attempt on YouTube. But uh, I know the second one has like uh, like the audio kind of sucks. It's kind of low. I, I figured it out. OBS. Okay, so like the 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 piece of software that that we use for that that everybody uses to stream is called OBS Open Broadcaster. It's a it's maybe the best piece of like free software in any capacity. It like it lets you stream and record your screen and in a very uh flexible ways. But the way that it uses its audio mixer is really deceptive. And so it, it, we ended up with like a weird uh, audio balance. That was like a long-winded way of saying that. But uh, anyway, we're gonna we're thinking of how to incorporate this and those and ba- do that balance or whatever. But but because those were fun to do, right? And you guys know we're a little chaotic sometimes anyway. And we just it's, when when you're doing a stream, there's really no way to kind of test things and prep before you go live. You just go live, and it just is what it is, and you just kind of got to figure it out. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean even the even the best uh, streamers will have uh will have uh, instances where all of a sudden they open up OBS it updated and all of a sudden uh, nothing oh, no. nothing's working. Yeah. Oh my god, that is like the nightmare. Is when it's like okay, you're 5 minutes before going live and you open up the apps and all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, we didn't update." It's like my God, are you fucking kidding me right now? But I mean, you need to understand, though. It's really hard for me to explain. Maybe Audacity. Aside from Audacity, like uh, uh, such a – like the ability uh, – the, 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 the way it facilitates everyone's ability to stream, people who you don't need expensive equipment. If you have a very simple computer with a, an internet connection and you got Steam – you can stream. That's it. Like you don't need any kind of hardware. I mean, if you want to stream a console to a computer, you need right. additional hardware. But, or, but this is makes it so easy in the same way that Audacity made it easy for people to like record podcasts mm-hmm. where they didn't need a piece of like super complicated, professional, expensive software. It's free. It's relatively simple to to like learn how to use. I had to teach many an aspiring podcaster <laughs> how to how to that's like that's that's the that's the handing down of knowledge is when you teach somebody how to use audacity podcasting lore yes it's like <laughs> come child come come foundling i will show you how to use audacity this is the way this is the way let me let me show you the <laughs> let me sing you the song of my people <laughs> i will add your name to the song to the cast now that you know how to use audacity <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh so anyway that was just a, a way of saying uh more more of that more right. of this because chaotic that was, that was fun because it was nice having like a little like visual aspect to it and all that good stuff and some people can't be trusted on cam and that's okay it's okay some people like to just flip off people for no apparent reason it's okay <laughs> it was just whatever but um uh yeah because i i'll throw a cam on me any old time whatever if i'm disheveled or whatever. i'm not gonna subject See, other people to that you're 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 a man you don't care about what you look like on cam I mean, I, I do, but, but in, but not, no, I, I me, get it. Yes. On the other hand, like, well, okay, cons- now you're asking, now you're making an ass. This is a, this is a consent. <laughs> this is an issue of consent. I do not, <laughs> I don't point live cameras at people without asking them first. I, I like, yeah. 
anyway, I feel very strongly sometimes about that stuff. Like um, with myself, it comes from years of like being like anonymous online. And for a lot, for, for a lot of that time, I was kind of worried about what would happen if somebody would like dox me when it happened, I was already like kind of past the point of it being a, a problem. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but because of that, I reflexively panic when, you know, when, with issues like that, with like a camera pointing at something or like, uh, or every time I see, I'm scrolling through my timeline on Twitter. Every time I see a screen cap of one of my tweets, my, my, the, my, the first <laughs> second I panic, like, Oh God, I clench You're like, Oh, okay. Maybe it's okay. And for the, but the most part it's, yeah, it's like people, there's a couple of tweets of mine that people share a lot as like a meme reaction to something about whatever there's a couple of like political ones but yeah every time i see it i just go like my yeah. my first yeah is pa panic panic uh oh uh oh what is this how, how am i in trouble <laughs> it's also why when like an angry tweet of mine goes viral i don't like it i like when something funny i do goes viral if something angry i tweet goes viral i start thinking like, like uh... who's this gonna annoy what's gonna have what drama is this right. gonna drag like, into what, my life like, what kind of bullshit am i gonna have to deal with today yeah it's weird i was talking uh, i was talking to my girlfriend about this about how the the name neon taster right people ask me about it all the time and the originally it's something that charles bukowski said once and it's a made-up term but he meant it to like he he used it to mean people who are like uh, famous whores who want to taste the neon mm. lights right and i randomly said yesterday that like because of this i was tell i was telling this exact thing to somebody about how i like when like a joke of mine goes viral but when like a, a hard a hard truth of mm. mine goes viral i don't like it and i said people get addicted to that you know people like grip mm. political grifters and i don't so it means i only taste the neon <laughs> i'm not addicted not yet. <laughs> and it is this kind of neon and so weirdly something that charles bukowski said in like in the 50s right about literally the literal neon lights mm -hmm. i'm kind of experiencing now in the sort of digital neon lights where like i like a little of it but i definitely don't like overdosing on it. I'm not a Jojo from Jersey. I'm not, a, I don't know what, whatever grifter on the right you want to oh. throw in as an equivalent. Our, our, our good friend, Matt Walsh, who's oof. I mean, he's, you know what, he, but I would say he's not, no, but you know what? Not, no. I would say Matt Walsh is not a good example of that because he's not, he, ha, you know, he has a family and he does a, a podcast and he makes a lot of money. I'm talking more about people whose life is literally, to tweet viral stuff and they don't have actual friends that that is their being. There's plenty of people like that. He's, I mean, he's obviously, again, I don't uh, have cat, much good cat to turd? say about him. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. A cat turd. That's a really good example. Actually cat. God cat damn. Well, you know, I don't, oh, yes, but that is a good, that is actually a good example. Um, and, and, and because you get, and then that's how you quickly like, spread misinformation because you're you want to or you want to be the first to tweet about this new scandal and you mm -hmm. whatever and so you get addicted to that and i really i don't like that scares me to get too into that to me is is i'm like the guy who only does coke like you know once <laughs> in a while at a party i only do it with friends i yeah. don't do it by myself no you're like at work on a tuesday and someone's like hey want to go do coke in the bathroom and you're like no 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 no, no. i've already done my coke for this month i by the way i do not do coke <laughs> this is a this is a, a complete you're, hypothetical you're a <laughs> your i do not do coke t-shirt yeah. is, is inviting a lot of questions right now because I'm just saying because like uh, like weed that wouldn't work as an example for weed because like plenty of people just smoke it all the yeah. time. I'm talking about like there are people who's like, oh, sure, I do this hard drug, but I do like I just do it once in a long while because like I can't. Louis C.K. had a joke once about how he went to Chinatown and he saw like uh, du pickled duck vaginas for sale. And he said, I didn't want to taste them because like what if I discovered that I love duck vaginas? <laughs> like I don't want to know that I love that. <laughs> <laughs> she's sitting around the apartment like you know what i could really go for yeah. right now i go for a plate of pickled duck vaginas damn <laughs> do they does doordash have a, pickled, a <laughs> and then next year category. you find yourself on the app searching for duck vaginas go on go do they deliver that on go puff <laughs> <laughs> you're just calling up random chinese restaurants like hey listen yeah <laughs>
I know it's not on the menu, but do you have? It's like the secret menu at McDonald's or whatever. Right. It's like going to In N Out Burger. You know, like the secret menu. You got to call them up and be like, listen, listen. So, do you have the pickled duck potatoes? Like, do you just have them in the back? Give me the stuff. I know you got it. (laughs) I'm just going to put a $100 bill on the table. And if you want to give me some duck vaginas, you could take the $100 bill. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to put it there and I'm going to turn around. Yeah, I'm going to look the other way. I got to, I got to, yeah, I got to make a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> what were we even going to talk about? Okay. I, I think, well, we were going to start with the oh, Dominion. The, yeah, the Dominion Fox News settlement, which mm-hmm. is, I, I, I don't know if this is the biggest settlement in history. I don't know. I didn't bother to research it. But so the ongoing lawsuit between Dominion Voting and Fox News has now come to an end with Fox News allegedly paying $787 million yeah. to settle this. And a half. 787 yeah. I mean, when you're, when, yeah, when, 500, when you're, uh, we could just say 787 yeah. million dollars. It, it conveys the point that this is a <laughs> lot of yeah. money. Yes. To settle the defamation lawsuit that Dominion brought against Fox News because of the whole election rigging thing and them saying that, you know, Dominion rigged the votes, blah, 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 promoting conspiracy theories. So, anyway, the funny thing about this was, that this case was literally about to go to trial. Like they literally, like when they settled the on this, was, yeah, the jury was seated. Was already. literally seated, mm-hmm. like in the room. Everybody was waiting to testify. Like that's how far this got. This was probably Fox, uh, uh, Fox's like final offer. With you know, they probably I, again. This is me just being a total lay person and watching Law and Order. Dun, dun. That's how I know. Uh, they, I bet that this was a substantially higher offer than any other offer they had gotten up to that point. Well, I would imagine. Cause it's like a game of chicken essentially, right? You're about to walk into the courtroom. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to throw a Hail Mary now. I'm going to go high, you know, as literally as high. Cause I don't know how you strategize for and negotiations think- like that. The top people at Fox say, we're not going to go higher than $800 million, no matter what we'd go to trial. And so, you know, I don't know, somehow that they do that, right? And They're like, we'll, like, we'll wait until the last second to pitch that, you know, as high as we'll go. Right. And if memory serves, um, when Dominion originally brought this defamation lawsuit, they were asking for like a billion dollars in damages. Like it was an astronomical number. They got almost that much. Right. And they were not coming up off of that. And they were like ready to go. Like this whole thing, this whole time, I'm sure Fox News has been making offers to settle this. And they've just been going forward basically to just embarrass the shit out of Fox News and drag a whole bunch of stuff out into the public where this is how we got like the Tucker Carlson texts and emails talking about how like he hates Donald Trump. But and he would have been and he would have been subpoenaed like he would have testified like, oh, everybody would have. Yeah. Or Ingram, all that stuff. But and, and, you know, like there was like palpable disappointment from the media that 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 this isn't going to happen. But like you got to understand something. Dominion is not your savior. It's like Rorschach in uh in fucking Watchmen. Like you're not there Dominion is a company that made like 17 million dollars a year tops, right? 17 million, 787 million, right? Because I guess Fox essentially ruined their ability to operate forever, right? You can like you can say this company is going to would have existed for 50 more years or something like that. Uh we got a lot of dirt already. And yeah, it's not going to go to trial. And people said, well, you know, this is only 20% of what they make, they have, and they make, you know, they'll make this money up in no Mm -hmm. time at all. But that's still like the the message has been understood at Fox. There is no, there is no way that it has not been. I disagree. You really, you think? Yeah. I don't think a damn thing's going to change at Fox News. Define change. That's the thing. I think they will go harder now leaning into like the conspiracy theory bullshit because now you have to make up that 787 million dollars you got to make it up from somewhere you have to pander to your audience yeah but like but like oan OAN stopped doing that shit like they you know like they they shut up about the well because that's because they ain't got fox news money 
Ah, and then you got Fox, then you got Fox News audience. Okay, see, we have we have uh, we have different we have different predictions. I wouldn't be surprised if you were right. Certainly, that wouldn't shock me. Uh, it would it would seem like like real playing with fire shit because this is already like a good precedent has been established. And isn't there another Smartmatic? Aren't they also right. yes, they're Smart- also suing? Yeah, Smartmatic is still out there. But I mean, this sets the precedent that yes. Fox News can buy their way out of this situation with enough money, which, yes, $787 million is a lot of money. Okay, whatever. This depends on what it is that you feel like Dominion was trying to do and what you feel like this case was supposed to accomplish. Like, if you're of the opinion that this is just, you know, Dominion wanting to correct the record about their their own record and wanting to punish Fox news for defaming them, Mm -hmm. then sure. Yes. This accomplished that. Now this may, this might be, this might be like a totally stupid question, right? Mm -hmm. But isn't there a scenario where a second and a third time something like this happens, right? And Fox settles. Doesn't a judge have to approve of a, Oh no, this is a civil matter. Like the idea is, it, can't there be a situation where they go to trial with someone, right, in mm-hmm. some situation, and the judge is like, "You can't keep doing this," and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go way over because I think I've seen stuff like this. Then the tobacco companies and shit get hit with like, right? It's a situation where like if it goes to trial and then say Fox News is found guilty i mean it's it's a civil case so saying found guilty kind of right. isn't the same as yeah. like in the criminal they trial find they, the, yeah, the they find yeah they find yeah they yeah they find for the plaintiff yeah. and the judge can then i mean and i think this is dependent on jurisdiction and whatnot but they can decide like okay the plaintiff asked for x amount of dollars i feel like you should pay y amount of dollars because what you did was so egregious that they actually like underbid themselves like no you should yeah, really be paying punitive, them more money yeah, yeah it's like it's punitive yeah the thing i was confusing that with was like a plea bargain where like a, a judge has to approve right. you know like he has to approve of a plea bargain you, you can't just say like yeah we we pled him down that's it right 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 right, right. uh but but <clears throat> excuse me a set an out-of-court settlement obviously is a pre-trial right and it's between the between two the two parties right and that's, in a civil trial it's not up to the judge to be like no i'm sorry you you guys can't settle. We're going to trial because I said so. Right now, again, it's it, it it'll it's it'll it'll it's you know we'll we'll see. I was listening to the commentary podcast today. They were talking about this. They obviously know more about this. My uncle, who is has been a News Corp employee for many years, knows more about this than not. And he said about Roger Ailes, you know, who was a terrible person he still had the instincts to like, he fired Glenn Beck when Glenn Beck was like the king of the ratings. Cause he were like, you're too crazy. You're going to make our brand too toxic. Mm-hmm. It's sort of ironic. That, and here we are. Right. But I'm saying like, the question I mean, is, will Ailes, the ales lost? Well, that, well, that's the thing you're, I mean, he did right. That attitude did, but they never got this kind of black eye before. Like this isn't even close to anything else that's happened to them. So it, it, it's there. It, they've never been like, there hasn't been an acid test yet of the new philosophy of the, you know, stay the course. We're going to get the, the Trump idea, right? Mm-hmm. Godzilla, mm-hmm. you know, all speed ahead. We'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I don't, see how they could attempt to walk anything back at this point as far as changing how they cover stories and it's not even so much news coverage it's the opinion coverage it's it's tucker it's hannity it's it's all of these people who do opinion journalism that has brought it to this point and so but those are the people that make the money so what are you, you going to say to your top earners? Stop doing what you're doing? No, they're not going to do that. They're especially not going to do that now. Because like I said, now you've got $787 million to make up for. So whether this changes anything about how Fox News conducts themselves, I don't, I don't see it. I, I don't see how you – I don't even see how that would even be a possibility at this point. It's interesting. I, I, you know, I don't know because, because – I, I because uh, think about it this way, Tucker Carlson, as much as Fox didn't want this to go to to trial, 
people like Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram did not want it to go to trial even more. Mm -hmm. And so what if Fox said to them, look, you know, you got to you got to be fucking careful or what are we going to do? Go to trial? We're going to pay them eight hundred million dollars. But in return, you got to cut the shit. Otherwise, if you're if you can't promise this to us. We'll just we'll go to trial, and you're gonna have to testify, and it's gonna be a fucking disaster, right? If you don't want that, you're gonna also have to like pro- promise us to like not put us in this position again. I don't know what backroom deals there go. Like, I don't. I, I mean, I know that Tucker Carlson is like powerful and influential, but I don't think that he just has Fox by the balls, and they just gotta do what he says, and that's it. I just don't think that that's how the dynamic works. I mean, I just don't see the will for anybody at Fox News to attempt to rein in any of these people because, again, this is what makes them their money, and they exist to make money. I mean, people don't people don't like it when you say that about news organizations, but yes, they exist to make money. That's why they put these products on the air. That's why Tucker Carlson gets paid the millions and millions of dollars that he gets paid, and Laura Ingrams and Sean Hannity and all of their inflammatory opinion journalist people make the money that they make because they make the company money. So what do you, what you're going to go tell these people like, okay, stop doing the thing that you do to make us money. Like, no, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we'll, we, we will see, it'll be very interesting to, to watch, especially as uh, elections come because, you know, cause again, Trump is not going to just, Trump is definitely not going to move on from this, right? The no. news on a on a news level, on a newsy level, you can't not talk about it if that's a thing Trump keeps talking about, right? Like that's it. That's going to happen. But your the the question is whether or not as this ramps up, as uh, the election ramps up, as voting ramps up, will you're right? As we said, will well, those people the lame the lame cucked Fox News who had to pay seven hundred eighty seven million dollars to Dominion because. <laughs> Of the 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 biased lib Soros backed criminal justice system can't be trusted to tell you the truth anymore. Did he? That's how this is going to go. Did he say anything about it? By the way, I don't think so. Yeah, very interesting, right? Very very interesting. How I Mr. Can't, I can't believe they they knuckled down and paid quite possibly the largest settlement in oh, the no. history of settlements. I thought I thought his take was going to be yeah they were shaken down. For telling the truth. I can't believe they caved. They should have gone to trial and cleared their name. That's what I would have done. <laughs> Me, your favorite president, Donald Trump, who <laughs> is who is very, very famous for getting out of paying anybody anything for anything. They should have consulted me. I would have told them how to not pay $787 million. I love Disney. <laughs> and Ron DeSantis <laughs> is a horrible, horrible disaster in Florida. And his, 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 his plan with Disney is, it's a horrible, it's a horrible plan. And he should, he should just abandon this because he's getting his ass kicked by Disney. He should do something about the squatters. Ron DeSantis but, I don't even know like, what squatters he's talking Ron, about. Ron, De, Ron DeSantis <laughs> should be like, you know what? President Trump is right. I'm not doing justice for florida and therefore i'm stepping down to run for president (laughs) (laughs) thank you president trump for finally talking me into running for president everybody send if you you know if you want if you're you have some kind of reaction send gift baskets to (laughs) mar-a-lago thanking president trump for getting me he's gonna do he's gonna do to desantis what trump did to like obama right Mm -hmm. obama made fun of trump trump was like yeah look what i do now I have 47 I, I have I have all all of the endorsements all of them all of them Ron DeSantis has none of them he has none he has less than he has less than 10 it's just uh, yeah and I have 672 <laughs> it's very spastic I don't again I think we need to stop looking at that at this on a on such a granular level right at, at, on April of 2023 no there's there's really Nothing to talk about on 2024. You know what this is like? You know what this is like? Imagine if like literally every baseball game, you know, like in Mm -hmm. mid-April, you were like, ah, 
There you go. Right. We there just... you go. Aaron Judge went 0-3. His season is fucking over, guys. 0-3. Did you see how he struck out? He didn't even he couldn't even read that fastball the next game. Aaron Judge went two for four with the home run and a triple. He that MVP. That's it. He's MVP. There, that's no and then the next game. You know what I mean? Like that's how I feel. Like it's it's these and, new it's so far out. And then and then Aaron Judge. We we got this horrible picture of him. He he's a horrible picture taker, <laughs> and he doesn't look like MVP material. He ain't putting. I don't like him because his last name is Judge. <laughs> I don't like judges. No, <laughs> they all. The hate judges me. are all very mean to me. They're all very biased against me. It's true. It's true. We know it's true. <laughs> um, but that's. I mean, that's what it feels like. They really want this to be a nail biter for the next 18 months. Uh, uh, holler at me in April next year. Like I'm not, no, I'm not doing this horse race shit this early. I, I can't like, I'm already mad that like primary season doesn't end. And I'm already mad that I have to start covering primary debates in like January when the election isn't until November. I'm not doing it a year early. I'm not doing it. No. I'm I'm drawing a line. And yeah, and I mean again, the 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 likelihood of people like this situation is very unique. Trump has uh the distinction I think since Cleveland or something like that. That so so he this is going to yeah, be Yeah, he would yeah, he would be I I don't call to mind another president that would have like a like a gap he, he took a gap year he yeah took, he took a gap term well but that's the thing think of this well, all three times all three times mm -hmm. all three times if trump is the nominee then all three times that he runs he runs in a different position in 2016, he ran with no previous record, right? He right. was a he was the outsider. He was just the guy from right. The Apprentice. You in know, 2020, whatever. he's the incumbent and he's running against his own record in his first term. Mm -hmm. In 2024, he will be running as a former president, running against the record of the incumbent, and saying like, "Look how much worse it got since I left," right? That's different. That's why I think that people who are like he lost in 20, he lost in like especially people on the left were like, oh, he'll be easier to beat because he lost to Biden in 2020. Mm -hmm. Like, no, because again, he now he so then he has he had to run on you're wrong, everything is great, it's not bad. Now he mm -hmm. can run on see everything is bad, I will make it great again, which is a easier sell for Trump. And an easier sell for voters generally. I still don't think he would win. I just think that his chances in an election of this sort on paper are better than him running against his own record, like as an incumbent president. Possibly. It's just, it's so hard to tell because Trump is Trump, but it's pretty much undeniable at this point that the anti Trump crowd, the never Trump crowd, is just absolutely bricked to have trump be the cop to be the nominee in 2024 it's like can you guys please not please stop please please stop please stop doing this it will because again with you. all of DeSantis, but once again i am asking you please stop making trump the nominee with with all of DeSantis's culture war stuff it is undeniable that the that the 2024 election will be less of a circus if he's the nominee, right? It won't be totally not a circus. I we also don't know what's going on with Biden. Mark Halperin, who said, who keeps saying Biden will not be the nominee based on people that he knows who mm -hmm. know Biden. You know, take that for what it's worth. But like he, who I think was one of the first people who who predicted that Trump would like win the presidency mm -hmm. early on and like and argued well for it, thinks is fairly convinced that Biden is not going to run, right? It's a it's a it's a dilemma. How how long do you delay it and what kind of horse trading is going on behind the scenes right. regarding who might be I said don't sleep on Gavin Newsom as being a potential like pinch hitter. I I still I, like that's I, I think I said didn't I say this mm -hmm. like two Yeah, weeks we brought ago this or, yeah, we brought this on up the on the main pod. Yeah. Oh, on the main pod. Okay, I'm so I'll say this here too. I to, I think that if Biden doesn't run, Newsom is absolutely like a a, a total like uh, like a possibility 
of someone who they'll like bring up off the bench, especially if DeSantis is the nominee, because right. Newsom is like literally this is a, or actually a, a, like to bring up like a pinch hitter, yeah, because he is like a, a quote unquote DeSantis specialist, you know, as for what that's worth. Because again, I said people who think Gavin Newsom is like worthless and isn't worth shit. Consider that you're not his target audience, right? You're if you think that he's off a an awful liberal Democrat governor who ruined California, you're not the person that he's going to be trying to attract as a voter anyway, right. right? So don't don't think like that. People who would vote for Newsom think this way about DeSantis, right? Whereas you might think that he's formidable and a great potential for president, and again, he's he's vying for your vote, not the vote of those people, right? And like I said, we didn't discuss this on the main pod, but yeah, the idea that especially if DeSantis does somehow end up being the nominee, you can't run like old ass Joe Biden against him. That's going to look ridiculous on stage. And like he just doesn't look good. He he was again doddering in Ireland and whatever. Which he finally came back from. I thought he just like moved to Ireland. Like, yeah, someone I, said like maybe he's not. Maybe he'll just announce there. It's like I'm retiring. I'm just staying here. I like I like I'm like okay. He's been there for what like forever now like he's just like like everything else is going on and like his official account is just like i'm in ireland and i'm doing ireland stuff and i just like my family is from ireland and you have barack obama's family here from ireland too and Get i'm it. just like does this dude did he like move to ireland he's been gone for like three weeks yes. is he ever coming back irish vacation <laughs> um uh, Little Red Book says worst Trump impersonations ever. Still love you guys. It's okay. So <laughs> they're bad on purpose. <laughs> well, also, I'm so the the story behind my impression of Trump is that it's not. I'm not doing a Trump impression. I'm doing an impression of my friend doing a Trump impression because <laughs> that's as close as I can get. Yeah, and my friend who does it, when he does it, it's a little better. He also has the hand gestures. I was about to say, you guys can't see it, but I do the hand gestures. Yeah, and my friend who does it with the hand gestures does it really well. And I'm I'm you actually – do like the accordion hand gestures. Yes. You, so you got yeah. to do like this. So I'm almost like I'm doing a cover song of a cover band. So you're getting like <laughs> twice removed. <laughs> I'm doing a pretty good impression of him but not of trump you get it though right ron de sanctimonious like you get what i'm saying you know our trump voice yes you know that i'm not doing a cronkite <laughs> you know? we, we still haven't come up with a good desantis voice yet no not yet i said he's like trump but like less but like less of but because we're already kind of doing a ridiculous it's hard to like anyway um so are we gonna let's you know what before we talk uh, mandalorian because it really it it, it aired today, so that's right. That's like I don't want to like do spoilers of the the episode that dropped today because today was the season finale. Yeah, we can just which is it was yeah. very very good. I yeah, we can just we'll we, we'll talk broadly in a second about it. But I, I we want we have to we have to talk about the Love Is Blind reunion in two parts. Okay. Both the technical part and the actual content part. Now I don't know if any of you watch or give a shit about Love Is Blind. But it is uh, – it's actually like – it's really popular apparently like in, on yeah. Netflix. Right. So like I, I know we've discussed this before probably on the main pod and here on Colin. But to, to bring people up to speed, Noam and I watch a lot of trash television, mm -hmm. especially trashy dating shows. This is, this is a thing that we do. And so Love is Blind, this was the fourth season. Yes. There are also like foreign seasons. There's like a Japan. Yeah, there's a Japan. The Japan one's actually really good. Yes. We've discovered that uh, the boring aspects of American reality shows, when you, they do them in Japan, are fascinating. Like the boring, the most boring aspects of Love Is Blind is like when they're sitting around with like the mother-in-law and saying like, "Oh, do you, how do you, how how do you know that it's going to be forever? You've only known each other a few days." And it's like, ah, skip, skip, skip. The Japanese one, super fascinating. All you want to watch is those conversations. Right. And so season four just wrapped up. I mean, the, the season itself, the last episodes dropped on Friday. Mm -hmm. And then this past Sunday was the live reunion show, which these are, there's always Jen is a, doing, Jen is doing massive uh, air quotes. Right. Cause I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a truther on this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a live show truther. But normally these are all taped ahead of time and then you like you know, blah 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 blah. Anyway, so this season Netflix decides, okay, we're gonna do the reunion show live. 
and they're going to stream it live on Netflix uh, Sunday night at 8 p.m. So Noam and I on the couch Sunday night, 8 p.m., waiting for the stream to start, and it doesn't start, and it doesn't start, and it doesn't start because they're having technical difficulties, which I, I, I'm sorry. This is Netflix. I mean, this is a huge corporation. I'll tell you why I, 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 I believe like, that it was that it was that. Because what you I what I you I don't think know is that we had logged in ahead of time, so we were in the stream. Right. So it just said like wait a little while, and then said we're experiencing technical difficulties. People who tried to access it after eight couldn't get in. Right. At some point, we waited over an hour. Right. right? It didn't start until after. They nine. were like Instagramming from the set, like hold on, guys, we'll be there in a minute. Netflix was tweeting like whatever retweeting mm -hmm. AOC jokes about how long it's taking. Every brand was dunking on them. It was right. like a blood. The bag. brands were involved. It was crazy. It was, it was hilarious, but it was crazy around nine, 10 or something like that. The show starts, but they say once it starts, we're not live, right? As though they like it started recording, let's say 10 or 15 minutes earlier. Mm -hmm. Once the thing got whatever. Now the second they did, they like stopped the live aspect mm -hmm. anybody who wasn't in the stream already couldn't get it the button disappeared so they couldn't access it so a lot of people only got to watch it like the next day <laughs> which is just utter that, i'm, I'm and sorry and that's why i think it really was a technique because they and and at nine by the way at 9 p.m uh succession started and so it was probably going to be more than an hour anyway but still they lost a lot of audience people again couldn't access it it was a fucking disaster. Right. Like I'm 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 finding it very hard to believe that this is a technical thing. Especially like, okay, I can understand like, okay, if there was just a huge amount of people trying to watch this live stream, whatever. It's Netflix. You're telling me they don't have the server capacity for this? Like what well, what technical difficulties did you have? Well, they don't do this often. Live like major live things are not something that they do a lot of. And so I don't know. I just think that it just, it makes no sense to me that it would have played out the way it, it would have been a cleaner fake. What, 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 what might have happened, two things might've happened. One is that something, I don't know, there was like drama and it took a while to settle the drama mm. somehow, or that um, the producers, panicked and wanted to do it with a delay or something like that right. and they and they like at the last second and they were debating and so they paused and they paused and then they were like okay we'll start and we'll do with the delay something like that like maybe they twigged they thought oh shit maybe something was going to happen someone was mm. going to will smith somebody <laughs> Uh, a slap. Yeah. Although, again, that's maybe that's although why the, the most slappable people were notably kept out of the room. Well, that's maybe. Well, that was maybe that was part of it. You think maybe the Zoom was fake? Maybe they came there and they were like, you know what? Let's go do a Zoom in the other room. See, I don't, I don't know. See, this is the thing, and this is where you got to kind of have watched the show to understand what's going on here. But to, just to speak to the technical difficulties thing, like, okay, if I want to take this one hundred percent at face value that this was just literally technical difficulties that caused an hour plus delay in a live stream, mm -hmm. then Netflix just got caught way, way, way out there. Cause I'm like, okay, if it was like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, okay. Like live streams, shit happens, whatever an hour plus, And you can't figure this shit out. Like what, what, what explain this to me in a way that would make sense. Like what happened on a technical aspect that it took you that long to well, fix it. Well, here we go. Here's an article in Time Magazine from two days ago. Because I was telling you at the time, you know, once it went past like half an hour or something like that, right. I was saying to Jen, that's it. They're going to have to comment on this because now people are going to start writing articles about right. this. Like the longer it people, goes. People were literally writing articles and posting them while we were waiting for the live stream to start. Yes. Welcome to journalism. So, but... yes, but it says here, like for Netflix, the Love is Blind reunion fiasco is more than just embarrassing. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Having clicked over to HBO, yada, yada. AOC was cracking jokes. Mm -hmm. 
uh, to risk stating the obvious, linear television manages to pull live broadcasts or whatever. Right. But like the idea that this was somehow, uh, um, like, I don't know. What, like, what... I, like, I genuinely hope that I'm right. And this was just like them coming up for like some drama or bullshit that was going on behind the scenes. Because if this was genuinely technical difficulties, then yeah, Netflix needs to get their shit together like ASAP. Yeah. I mean, the, the articles on a lot of them are like Netflix has a lot of catching up to do if they're going to do live streams like this. Right. This is, I mean, again, if, if they're masking drama with technical difficulties, they're actually doing themselves a like worse PR, right? Because it's actually easier for Netflix to be like, it's just those fucking drama queens it's that like, we did this over, right? Not don't doubt our ability as a competitive streamer to like compete on this market. So that's if if someone did that, they'll probably come out. You know what? If that's if that's true, if someone on the Love Is Blind like production staff was like, blame technical difficulties, and Netflix like uh, management get wind of this they'll say so they'll say like no it wasn't like it was not right like it wasn't us it was these fucking hot messes that would be amazing that would be amazing drama if netflix comes out and says uh the producers lied to you it was because of their fucking train wreck contestants that this got delayed <laughs> that would be interesting anyway additionally it, yeah there's the there's that and then there's the actual content of the reunion itself which is also created a ton of controversy and a ton of reaction. Yeah. And so again, to the people who are uninvolved, let's just say very briefly, the show is hosted by the married couple, Nick and Vanessa Lachey, Nick Lachey famous for once being uh, Jessica Simpson's husband. Right. Like if you are a millennial or an exennial of a certain age, you know who Nick and Vanessa Lachey are. Yes. Okay. And so they're, and so they're a couple, and so they host a couple of these couple shows, The Ultimatum, and also Love Is Blind. <laughs> and oh. Vanessa and Vanessa is a um, is a uh, a uh, a strong uh, woman. Vanessa has taken a lot of heat for the reunion. Well, I was going to say she's <laughs> very talkative and she's very like opinionated, and she'll like speak over Nick and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's taking a ton of heat from women, by the way. Yeah, I've seen a lot of reaction videos for from women going way too hard on a couple of the guys and way too easy on a couple of the girls uh, undeservedly and in two different scenarios, right? In one of the scenarios, she went too hard after Marshall, right? And gave Jackie a, a pass. But in the other, it, when it was Micah and uh, Paul and Paul, the, the idea was that Paul like kept apologizing and taking responsibility and stuff. And she still just kept going after him again and again, because he dared to say something about her potential as for being a mother. And Vanessa Lachey is like warrior for babies. All she's, she's like, she's she, just like, she's, she is so fucking head up for like a love is blind baby, which actually it's very interesting that we're now on season four of this show. And yet none of the couples that even got married have had a kid. Yeah. And we're like, I mean, it's season four, which technically would mean from like the start of season one, we'd be almost what six years in at this point. No, because the first season of Love is Blind aired in the beginning of COVID. Right. But so, I mean, it's filmed before that because the yeah. reunion shows are right. filmed almost a year right. after. So they filmed it. So let's assume they filmed it in early to mid uh, 2019. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Just an interesting factoid that I found interesting. Like, okay, I mean, like, even like messy ass ultimatum, one of those couples actually had a baby. Oh, that's very funny. But nobody from Love is Blind. So anyway. No, that's very funny. But uh, but I again I was very interested to see how angry women were at her uh at Vanessa's uh, soft-handed approach to women and too hard on the men. Like that's that was cool to see. Like you're not you don't expect right. that usually on Twitter, but yeah, it was all women being like, "Stop giving this bitch a pass," you know. Like that was, right. and I think emotions were already high because like the thing got delayed so long. Everyone was already cranky, and so they were like, "Shut up, stop this." Right, and so like for people that haven't watched this season. Um, the two women in question here, Jackie and Mika, or Micah, Micah. or how Micah, yeah, Micah. It, it, like the pronunciation of this name seems to switch throughout the season. Anyway, 
those two women during the show, I mean, Jackie ended up being like the total ultimate villain. Um, Micah was a mean girl from the start. And I mean, I, I, I don't want to go like too deep into the weeds about this, but her relationship, because she was supposed to get married to Paul. Paul said no. And I had always said, like, even when we were talking about this, like, I don't even get them as a couple. Like, I get no romantic vibes off them. I get no sexual vibes off them. I get nothing. Like, I don't even understand how these two are a couple. So I don't disagree with what Paul did. It was just kind of the way he phrased certain things after the fact that kind of pissed people off. But, yeah, the... They were both given a bit of a pass, whereas the men were gone in on hard. And I mean, Jackie, oh my God, I, she did the thing like, this is something that pisses me off every time I see somebody do it. And that is when, you know, somebody was cheating on somebody, but they want to like parse it and phrase it in a way of like, Okay, I didn't cheat on somebody because we didn't have like a physical relationship before I broke up with the other person. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not even how cheating works. Like, you know, you were messing with another dude this whole time. Anywho, <laughs> yeah, no, you can't yeah. tell me that she wasn't texting Josh yeah. from the minute they left the pods. Yeah, like, well, you can't tell me nothing. Yeah, we, I mean, we, again, we don't have to get yeah. into the, I think we, I think we might but, lose people who are uninterested if we get into like right. too much of, of, then she said this to him or whatever. Right. Because like you all would never understand this. And this season was incredibly messy. Like, I didn't think there could be anything messier than season three. Now, these people, like, this is the first time I watched the show and I'm like, there are several people on the show that genuinely need to be in therapy to like figure out their issues. Yeah. If you enjoy, if this sounds, it is very like Hydra. It's, it's sort of fun to, to like watch in a train wreck mm-hmm. way. It's, uh, it's definitely always a train wreck, except for Brett and Tiffany. It's definitely not. Goals. Oh my God. Spoiler alert. No, I know the season's over. It doesn't matter. I, I, there was never a question. <laughs> Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. It's just, it's just sort of fun and funny. And yeah, we can, uh, we can just, um, we can, uh, uh, give some, uh, some general thoughts about, uh, Mando, uh, cause the season's this over. Season was again, a weird season. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. I think, uh, I think it was Eric Kane who, uh, in his review, he titled his review of this episode, a good finale to a bad season. <laughs> See, I don't. I don't think it was overall a bad season. There were bad parts of it. Like I could have done without that whole episode with Lizzo and Jack Black and Christopher Lloyd. We're going to get to, yeah, we're going to get to that one in a second. Like I, like I understand the point of the episode. I just feel like it could have been done differently. So I, uh, I think here's my theory that I, I outlined, outlined on Twitter and I will restate here. Uh, I firmly believe that this is a domino effect problem. And the problem started when they decided to change uh, the Boba Fett project from a movie to a a show, a limited series. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have enough to work with because Boba Fett doesn't have a long story and uh, maybe the budget. I don't know. Yeah, they they tried to give him like a a long story. And then it was kind of like it's – and that was always a joke about like the the second half of the season of Boba Fett was just basically the Mandalorian, right? And so, I, and so that's Domino number two. So Domino number one is we cha- they changed Boba Fett into a show. Domino number two was they did not have enough material, and so what they did was they put some material that was originally going to be in the third season of the Mandalorian incorporated it into Boba Fett both as a way to like Filoni verse everything because Dave Filoni mm-hmm. who's now like the guy who's doing all that stuff he loves the interconnectivity like he he lives for that shit yeah, and it's you very see, like MCU and yes and you see it here like everything is building he was it was recently announced at Star Wars Celebration that he's going to direct a movie mm-hmm. they're doing three movies one in the distant past one contemporary, like in the Mando era, and one a sequel to The Last Jedi. Fucking a Ray Skywalker movie. Which we'll fucking get to that at a later date. Yeah, yeah, nobody nobody asked for two of these. We're movies. gonna this, we're gonna we're gonna get to that much <laughs> later. We'll we'll have years to talk about the fucking Ray Skywalker uh. movie. But Dave Filoni, so everything is gonna be a culmination of like Mando, Ahsoka. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Um, and so, and so I think he was on board with this idea, like, cool, let's put some Mando stuff in there. It'll all kind of interconnect. Uh, and but the problem was it was extremely Mando critical stuff, right? Right, and that was one of my biggest things going into season three of Mandalorian was that if you had not watched at least the second half of the Book of Boba Fett, you would have no clue what's going on. You would be like, "Wait, what? How? How are, are Din and Grogu back together? Last time we saw, he was handing them off to Luke, and now they're back together, having adventures. Like, you, there's like a critical part of the story. Yes, that's missing. that you would have missed. Like, I mean, incredibly critical, like, incredibly critical. Yes, and they didn't. And I kept thinking, like, okay, so are they going to do a little thing? Are they going to explain a little thing? Nope, not really. Mm-hmm. I think there was. I think they even jokingly, someone says, I think it's um. I think it's Carl Weathers who says something like, "Didn't you, didn't you give him a, give him away?" And he was like, "I did, but now we're back together." Right. It's like and and it. like the the briefest <laughs> of moments. Like, oh yeah, I did, and then like things happened, and now we're back together. Like, but the things that happened are critically important, especially going into the season finale. Because yeah, well, hold on, we'll get there. Yeah, not but, I'm, but with I'm, yeah, and with no and with no no, no spoilers. Yeah. I'm just saying, like right. if you didn't watch the second half of book of boba fett you would be incredibly confused right now and so here comes the next domino which is now the mandalorian season three is itself lacking in content because if you look at this season let me pop up the episode list because i want to see i want to see how well this correlates right mandalorian i said why are you doing that like i feel like it started strong it ended strong. There are some spots in the middle where I was just like, we could have done without this episode. Like I was saying, like the like the episode with where he just inexplicit inexplicably had Lizzo and Jack Black here. Like the whole point of that episode was to get the dark saber in the Bo-Katan's hands. Which I feel like it could have been done differently, but like that was the whole like that was the the vehicle that episode was the vehicle to get to the point where Dinjarin is like, I am going to give the dark saber to Bokatan because of very thin technicality reasons of why she should have it and not me right and so here look at the look at the episodes so we have the the what you if you want to talk about like essentially filler right filler mm-hmm. episodes there is basically two and a half episodes worth of filler right, right. Like one we, is yeah. the, per, the whole pershing story right then you got obviously what you what you called the 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 uh, the Jack Black Lizzo episode. Which well, is... because if I said the the title name, nobody would know what I was talking about. Right. But if I said the Jack Black and Lizzo episode, everybody knows what I'm talking right. about. Which feels very self contained and very like pointless. It was very uh, like I said, it was just, it was literally just a vehicle to get the dark saber into Boca Tan's right. hands. And then there is essentially half an episode, uh, the half of the episode where they gotta go rescue the kid from the bird or whatever is just like filler that episode has the extended grogu flashback right which which is 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 whatever sure sure like i think that's that's worth it and yeah you could and so if you added those two or two in a little bit episodes in the beginning of the season the boba fett stuff like him reconnecting with grogu or whatever and then you cut out the jack black lizzo shit you cut out the pershing stuff because I don't know what that was leading like, to. Yeah, the because that spoiler alert that didn't pay off. Right. That did, sorry that, to ruin. That literally goes nowhere. Yeah, it, it just they, yeah. up. <laughs> it didn't. It did pay off at all. It paid off, quote unquote, just in a kind of a plot w- way. But you didn't need uh, like a half and half or th- more right. than half of an episode spent on him. Um, and you would you would have have you would have come out with a, a really strong season revolving around a fairly central concept which is mandalore it actually would have been more coherent it would have been more cohesive than other seasons uh and so unfortunately in this search to both pad boba fett and make things more diffuse and interconnected i think they came out with two projects that are neither of which are particularly great 
Whereas I think they could have sacrificed, they could have made Boba Fett a three episode thing instead of a six episode thing Mm -hmm. and given uh, Mando the season three that it deserved. Right. Because there's a lot of the stuff that was in Boba Fett as far as how Din and Grogu kind of come back together is actually really good, really poignant, really like almost kind of painful to watch because it's, it's obvious after he lets Grogu go and he like sends him off with Luke that he like clearly misses him and he, he feels a certain way about it and not spoiler alerts at this point because it's years old, but like he goes to the armorer and has like a little Beskar chainmail armor shirt made for Grogu and he goes to where he knows Luke is training Grogu and he wants to see him and is told no, obviously, because obviously when you're in Jedi training, you can't be like seeing people from your past life and all that good stuff. But he leaves the shirt and that leads to that very pivotal moment where Luke puts the the question to Grogu. Like he literally puts that like, here's a lightsaber. Here's the best car shirt. You choose what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's obvious what Grogu chooses, but it's like, it's such good content and it's so like important to the Mandalorian that you watch that so that you understand what's going on. Like it really would have been nice that it would have been in there. But anyway, season finale that dropped today. Very, very, very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. We're not going to tell you what happened, but I I would like to say lots of very nice, yummy, delicious star Wars, fighting scenes. Yes. I mean, the season in general, the one, the one thing that the season really stepped it up over other ones is, uh, is in the action, the budget, very high budget. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, just one, and on that vein, I just, again, I got to mention how much better the Grogu animatronic is the facial expressions. They also kind of, they put a lot of thought into how a creature of his build would like move around more nimbly. Uh, and so, and it looks pretty good. Oh, we get, we get a scene, but we also, we didn't get a chance to talk about how Mandalorians are space Jews. Yeah, Jen. Okay. I mean, I think we, we, I we should save this for the, the main pod. We could say briefly, like Jen had a theory about this. That's now literally like shaping up to feel like a real thing. Right. Like I said it after the, the penultimate episode, I'm like, they're like Mandalorians are Jews. Yeah. <laughs> and and like this whole season is basically like Mandalorians are Jews. Like Yeah, and the episode the previous episode was called like The Spies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's a reference to like the twelve spies that were sent to the whole the, the promised land from the dead. Anyway, it was literally yeah, we, a, a reference to space Jews. Yeah, we decided to start start calling Bo Katan Bozus. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, well, so yeah, I think we're. I think we will uh, talk a little more about that on the right, on the main th- pod. Cause, that uh, that, t- that way, you guys will have a chance to like watch the season finale, and that way it's not like spoilery because, like I said, it literally dropped today. So anyway. Yep. And on that note, you can hear they're they're buzzing. He's playing me off. They're playing us off. They're playing. <laughs> no, he's playing me off. Second he doesn't want me to get into the space shoes. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's I think it's no, a longer will... discussion, right? Yeah, which is kind of interesting. So yeah. Anyway, um. We're going to bring uh, this uh, this episode of All Crossed Out to a close. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, like I said, the second Ambitious Crossover stream is up on our YouTube uh, Ambitious Crossover attempt uh, over on YouTube. Just search that on YouTube and you'll find it there. Uh, and yeah, more streams soon. You know, Tears of the Kingdom is uh, less than a month away. I'm definitely going to be playing it over on my Twitch, which is also where we were doing the streams. And yeah, Jen will probably probably make appearances from time to time. Uh, And so, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, you want to do it like a plug or whatever. Yeah. I mean, Twitch, you, you, you do that part. Sure. Okay. So (laughs) our main podcast, ambitious crossover attempt, uh, most of you probably already listened to it, but if you don't um, drops on Mondays, um, you can catch it on all your podcast catchers. Obviously, you know where to find us on Wednesday nights. Um, we may move the time to this. We are kind of playing around with a couple yeah, things. Drop, drop, drop a chat. Drop messages in chat. Will doing this earlier, like a eight or a seven thirty, be better or worse for you guys? Right. Yeah. Let us know because we're kind of like we're playing with things. Everything's kind of in flux right now. Anyway, you guys don't need to know about all that. Uh-huh. So anyway, obviously you know where to find us here. 
Um, you can find us on Twitter at AMBXOver. You can find me on Twitter at that Jen Monroe and on Substack at jenmonroe.substack.com. I uh, you can find my unverified anonymous account starting tomorrow. Oh at yeah, Neon we forgot to Twitter. talk about how this is your last night as a verified man. Yes, drink, drink them, smoke them if you got them. <laughs> uh, Neon Taster on Twitter and also Twitch.tv/NeonTaster and YouTube.com/NeonTaster. When I uh, start to get to the streams again, they're going to go up on there as well. Uh, thank you very much. Have a good night, guys, and we're going to see you all next time. Night, everybody.